Some Blue Jackets had good years, some had bad years, some had ugly years. We're going to talk about all of that and more, but about Sean Corrali today as we start our NHL season reviews for the Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So if you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. Helps you out, helps me out. You get notified when episodes go live. I get to watch that number go up. Everybody wins. Today, we are talking about Sean Corrali. I have decided that we might as well start our um, season review episodes. I want to try and get one episode per player, but the Blue Jackets used a lot of players this season. So we might not be able to do that, but I will do my very best um, and we'll talk, you know, Players that are no longer with the team, players that are down in the A, like if they wore a Blue Jackets jersey this season, we'll do an episode on them. So shout out to Billy Sweezy, who did not get to uh, have an episode last year because he warmed up but didn't play. So, um, but that's 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 way down the line. Today, we are going to be talking about Sean Corrali. I've decided to do this in numerical order, forwards, defensemen, and goalies. That's how I did it last season, and that worked out pretty well, I think. Um so let's uh, let's just jump jump right into it. Um, the first the first thing we're going to do here is just kind of look at his numbers this season. Um, I would love to know what his uh, average ice time was this season because I feel like it was probably way higher than uh, than normal. So um, oh hey. I found his total time on ice. Love that for me. Um, so I can just do the math on that manually. Um, let's let's start off with the the basic the, the, the basic stats. Let's let's start there. Um, Sean Corrali played seventy one games this season. Had eleven goals, nine assists, twenty points. Was a minus twenty eight and had sixty eight penalty minutes, which I believe led the team in penalty minutes. Um, which is that sure is a thing that he did. Um, he also had a face-off percentage of 49.6%. I feel like Sean Corrali with face-offs, and this is something we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit more detail later on. I feel like with face-offs, what you get with Sean Corrali is either 70% or 25%. And there's nowhere kind of in between those numbers. Um, which is really frustrating. Some nights he has really good nights, some nights he has really bad nights. And like, I guess that's that's how we all work. But... It uh, it's it's not not an ideal way to um, to play a game. I think consistency is something that I would like to see from from Corrali. Um, in terms of other stats, I figured out his so his average time on ice was twelve minutes and twenty five seconds, which seems low, but uh, this is the most ice time he's had. So last season he had nine eighty six time on ice minutes overall but he played six extra games. Um, This year, he had 870 minutes over 71 games, which is the second highest total ice time he's ever had. 
that feels too much for me. Um, and again, I, I feel like the the ice time being twenty being twelve is strange because I again maybe this is just because I was looking for it, but it felt like he was on the ice a lot this season. And maybe it was just that he was on the ice like a lot at key moments. So like immediately before and after a goal is scored or they killed a lot of penalties this season. He got a lot of time on the penalty kill. So that probably bumps the, the number up. He didn't get a ton of power play time, which probably bumps it down. But the Blue Jackets don't take, a, they don't draw a lot of penalties anyway. So I'm unsurprised that that, that is, is what's happening. Um, in terms of his other stats, um, he finished the season with uh, a 41.7 Corsi 4 percentage. Um, he was one shot attempt away from allowing a thousand shot attempts while he's on the ice, which is not great, but is a fun round number that I enjoyed. Um, 23 goals on the ice uh, for when he's on the ice, 55 against. Um, like plus minus is kind of a useless stat, but. It is what it is. Um, overall, Sean Corrali has had a weird season, and I feel bad, and I feel like I've kind of been ragging on the guy a little bit, and I feel like a lot of the issues that we had this season, and when I say we, I mean him and me, um, obviously, <laughs> close personal friend Sean Corrali, I feel like a lot of the issues we had were that he was playing above his station. Um, and I'll explain what I mean by that in just a minute but first i've got to tell you all about built bar because something super exciting is coming to built.com on april 22nd i don't have the details yet so i can't tell you anything but the excitement is real for me for all of my locked on uh colleagues it's something you're not going to want to miss if you know how built works they have these incredible protein bars in the world they're the best they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity. I'm still making my way through my lemon cheesecake ones that I don't think are available anymore. And they are good as hell. So mark your calendars, head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all of the hype is about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. I'm sure you're excited as well. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you will get 15% off your order. Once again, that is built.com, LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Let's get back to Sean Corrali. Um, Sean Corrali had a decent season. Um, he got, like I said, 20 points. He's making, I think, two and a half million against the cap uh, and will do so for the next two years. He, uh, yeah, the next two seasons. So he's making 2.5 million at the minute. So 20, 20 points from your 2.5 million guy. Like, you, I, I think you'd want closer to 30, but I'm I'm not unhappy with um, 10 goals from Sean Cryer or 11 goals or whatever it was. My problem is he was playing uh, at times they were matching him up against the other team's second line or sometimes their first line. And he was being billed as this kind of shutdown center. And there was that shutdown line of him and Robinson and Olivier. And they didn't really do a lot of shutting down. And it's not Corrali's fault. It, you know, he's he's been told to get on the ice. What's he going to do? Be like, no, let someone else play. Um, it's frustrating to watch. And part of that, again, is injuries. Like, the Blue Jackets have, like, had, like, two NHL centers on the roster by the end of the season. Like, it's... Corrali was, for better or worse, probably one of the only three NHL centers that this team had this season. 
And so whenever there was an injury or something else, it was, okay, well, we'll just bump Corrali up. He finished the season on the top line between Gaudreau and Marchenko. You know, Jenna was out. Um, Rostovic was getting bumped up and down the lineup. Sillinger was in the AHL. Johnson was playing on the wing. Like, when you've got second-line center Hunter McCown, it feels like that's kind of a, a problem. But for the most part, like I said, I don't, I don't really have a problem with how Corrali plays necessarily. It's that he was playing too much. And I think when you play a player too much, they get ineffective. You know, it's the same argument that I have for play. Like imagine how good someone that plays 25 minutes a night could be if they only had to play 20. You know, if you play Sean Corrali eight minutes a night, eight to 10 minutes a night, imagine how much of a pain in the butt he's going to be for those eight to 10 minutes, because he knows that's the only ice time he's getting. He's got to make it count while he's out there. Um, I would like fewer penalty minutes from him, but I feel like that's true of basically everyone because I feel like the ideal is zero, you know? Um, in terms of specific penalties, uh, he it was 23 minors and a misconduct, which I was surprised by. I was sure he'd had a couple of fights this season. Um, he did draw 13 penalties as well. Um, which is uh, always good. I love it when players draw penalties, like don't like it so much when they take them. Um, the key thing for me as well with the penalties is Sean Corrali is a big part of the penalty kill, um, which is a problem when um, you are in the box. So it's not ideal if one of your key penalty killers is in the box. That's, that just feels like... So he killed um, 160 minutes of penalties this season. So what was his ice tie? It was 780. So 520? 620 minutes of that were at not penalty kill time. Um, his penalty kill was uh, 21, uh, 21 goals were allowed in those 160 minutes. Um Two short-handed goals happened. Um, I don't believe either of them were him. But I don't know that I have short-handed goals anywhere on my list of stats. I don't. That's that's fine. Um, oh, no, I do. There it is. So he had, he had one short-handed goal, one uh, primary assist on a short-handed goal, uh, and allowed 21 goals on the penalty kill, which seems fine. Um, not great, but fine. Uh, the expected goals against was 22.3. So he allowed there was fewer goals allowed while he was on the ice than expected. So I'm going to go ahead and call that a victory. But next season from Sean Crowley, what I would like to see is fewer penalties because I think he can be a very effective penalty killer if he's not in the box. Um, in a minute, we're going to continue. We're going to talk a little bit more about... Um, Sean Corrali as as a player and what else I would like to see from him this season uh, next season and we're also going to give him a grade for this season because I forgot to do that but we'll do that in just a minute what to tell you about eBay Motors because for a championship team it's about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head on over to eBay Motors with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you're going to get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, 
You'll be back in the game in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's let's talk about what, what else I would like to see from Sean Corrali um, in the upcoming season. My expectations for Sean Corrali are mostly for him to do what he's doing now, but just do it less. Um, I think a lot of my issues with Sean Corrali are coaching ones. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see what kind of ice time he gets under a different coach, um, because that line was really, that was Brad Larson's line. And I don't know whether that was, again, he was looking for consistency. Um, that was the kind of role that Brad Larson played when he was playing. And so I don't know if it's just a case of, of that mentality of you need guys that go out there and throw hits and are tough to play against instead of, you know, players that are going to go out there and score goals. Um, this is not to say that Sean Corral is not tough to play against. But I'm going to be really interested to see what he does under a different coach that maybe doesn't put him out there um, with, you know, two minutes left in the game if they need to score a goal. Because I think there's a lot of benefit to the kind of game that Sean Crowley plays in terms of, like I said, just being a pain in the butt, making it hard for the other team. Like what you want from Sean Crowley is not 20 or 30 goals. You know, what you want from Sean Corrali is for the other team to get tired, for the other team to spend a lot of time in their defensive zone. And then you swap that line out with a scoring line. And hey, presto, they've got tired guys on the ice. Sean Corrali is sitting on the bench feeling smug about being uh, a pain in the butt. Like that's that's the perfect role for for a guy like Corrali. And I think there is a space for him on this team to do that. Um because this team is a very, very, again, when it's healthy, when everyone is performing to potential, this is a very highly skilled team. And I do think you need a line like that. Like, I th- I feel like a lot of this season, it's been, I've been talking about this, like, oh, uh, why do we need grinders in hockey? And I understand why you need grinders in hockey. It's the way that the game is played at the minute. I think it's changing. I think you are getting more towards having four scoring lines. But right now, you you need to have a checking line. If your checking line can also score, that's perfect. And if you can get, you know, um, between Corrali, Eric Robinson, and Mathieu Olivier, I believe they had like 25 goals between them-ish, um, maybe, a, maybe a few more. That's, that's pretty good for a fourth line, in my opinion. Um, the trick will be not paying too much for your fourth line. So uh, Olivier is a, a UFA, or an RFA, excuse me. So I assume that he'll be back. I wouldn't want him to make much more than he's making right now, which is 750,000. Eric Robinson is making 1.6 next season and then is a UFA and uh, Corrali is making 2.5 for the next two years. So that's what, if you give Olivier a million, that is a four point. That is, that is, that is $5 million on your fourth line, which seems a little high, but not like overly. So the Blue Jackets have some cap space to play with. But to kind of sum up, we'll we'll finish up this this little season in review. Um, the consensus on the Twitter poll I did was that Sean Corrales should get a B for his work this season. I'm not going to be quite that generous. Um, I'm going to give him a C. I would have liked to see more of what he's good at and less of what he's not good at if that makes sense. Um, I would like to see fewer penalties. I would like to see more face-off wins. I would like to see um, 
less allowing goals, which I think is something that will come with a different coach that doesn't throw him out on the ice against the other team's top line and then act surprised when they get torched by that. So overall, I'm going to give him a C, but I'm expecting um, I'm expecting better things from Corrali next season. I think give him less ice time and he'll really shine in those limited minutes that you give him. And that's uh, that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to continue on. We're going to keep rolling with these season reviews. Um, I don't know who we're going to talk about because I don't know how numbers work. Um, it'll be it'll be a surprise for everyone, including me. Um, I've got no idea who it's going to be. Maybe Gaudreau at, at number 13. I don't know. I'll have to consult my list of numbers that I don't have with me. But thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lockdown Blue Jackets continues to be free and available. We are on all podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. Please hit subscribe. Please hit like. Please comment below. Hit the little bell button. You'll get notified when new episodes go live. And uh, I appreciate you. If you're an everydayer and this is your like eighth episode of the week, I appreciate you. If you're new here, this is your first episode of the week. I appreciate you as well. But uh Stop by tomorrow, and maybe you will become an everydayer just like that. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.